0: If you're joining us online, we're glad you're there. But man, you just have to be here. To feel that, to sense that, there's nothing like feeling when the presence of God is moving and working in our hearts and lives. All those songs, those songs, Maybe, maybe that's foreign to you, what it means to run to the Father. Well, our prayer is that you will discover what that looks like. That, that second song, he's no less God in the shadows. Wow. Powerful poetry. So I will praise you on the mountain, and I will praise you when the mountains is in my way. And that's exactly where some of you find yourselves. you got some big mountains in your way. We're so glad you're here at all of our locations. Here, here's the deal, okay? Um... Just very honest, all of us are in repair. All of us. We are all in process. We are all on a journey dealing with issues and challenges and problems. And at the same time, we are all still in the process of becoming. We're all still growing and changing. We are all still in need in some way, every single one of us. Maybe you look around and you assume, you assume, oh, they got it together, they got it together, they got it together. Oh, no. And in this series, we're going to talk about how God brings healing to our lives in those situations. Because the truth is, the truth is, this is good. God is a healer. God is a healer. That is just who he is, and that is just what he does. He does so out of his love and his grace. And it's all throughout the scriptures. All, I mean, even, even just a, a skimming of the Bible stories. Even if you're not religious or you, you know anything about the Bible, just, just familiarizing yourself with it just a little bit, it just jumps right out. The miraculous things that happened, Old Testament, New Testament, and especially when you come to the ministry and the life of Jesus, Jesus healed blind people so they could see, and deaf people so they could hear, and crippled people so they could walk, and sick people so they were well, and at least in one occasion with a guy named Lazarus, he healed a dead guy. He wasn't dead anymore. Are you kidding me? Another truth is is that all of us still need healing. All of us are in need of healing. We are all in need of repairing. And you probably have a pretty good idea of what in your life needs repair. You probably have a pretty good idea if you're honest. If you would say, "Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, if God is a healer and God could bring healing to something in my life and God could repair something in my life, I know exactly what I would have him focus on. I know exactly what I would want God to do. And, and I know exactly where I want God to put his time and attention in my life right now. And maybe you have multiple areas or maybe there's one specific area. But you know for you and I know for me. Now, I guess there's somebody, at least at, at one of our locations, that's probably sitting here and going, no, not me, I'm good. I, I'm good just like I am. Well, we'll get to you later in the series. Okay, <laughs> okay you just live in your blissful ignorance for now and <laughs> for the rest of us. Yeah. So, okay, right. what do we do with this? God is a healer. What, what does this mean for us? What does this look like? Because I still struggle and you still struggle, and God is a healer, how does that work? And this whole idea of healing, I mean, there's been so much misinformation about this in the church and in the body of Christ and among Christians throughout the years. So much misinformation and and way too much sensationalism and a good bit of controversy. So I understand the skepticism. I do. I I totally get it. I've been a skeptic before myself. But yet, at the same time, we have got to see, and we have got to find a way to experience what this means for us that God is a healer. And here's the deal. I don't know what needs repaired in your life, and and I don't know where you need healing, but all of us, I believe, want this to be true. I believe every single one of us, whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, whether you consider yourself a Christian or not, a religious person or not, and maybe you're here because you lost a bet, we're glad you're here. But I think even you, all of us, want this to be true for us. You're like, yeah, sign me up for that. So, so right up front, okay, before we go into the nitty-gritty details, the beginning of this series where we're talking about how God heals us, let me, let me kind of give some overview for what we need to understand when it comes to God's healing. First of all, understand that God's healing is the power of God. It is the power of God. It is how the power of God goes to work in our lives, one of the many ways. In fact, Jesus is called the great physician. And I get this question all the time. I've been getting it for years, and I still get it. You know, they'll say, hey, Pastor, do you think God still heals? Do you still think God does stuff like He did? In in, in the Bible, in in the Scriptures, does that stuff still happen? And here's the way I typically answer that question. It's the best answer I know. He's God. So anything God did do, God can still do because God is God. Now, who am I to limit God? Who are you to limit God? Who are we to tell God what God can and can't do? And if there's a time limit or a timetable or a period of time that God has to get all his stuff done in, no, 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 anything God did do, God can still do, and there is a way he often does it, which brings us to this next part. The healing is the power of God at work in our lives, and it is also, at the same time, a process, a process. There's that word that we don't like a lot of times. Now, here's the deal. God's healing is often a quick process. Often is quick and immediate, straight to the point. Other times, the process of healing involves waiting and listening and learning and changing and mending and growing. Sometimes it's a process that involves us working while we're waiting. That's why we called the series In Repair. It's a process. It's an ongoing journey. It's present tense all the time at some level. Now, I, I'm with you. I get it. I'm much more comfortable with the whole concept of past tense, repaired. I'm fixed now. I'm all buttoned up. I ain't got to worry about nothing. right? I and mean, Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be awesome? And you're like, no, that's what I want. That's what I need. I need not to worry about this anymore. I need not to have to deal with this anymore. I just need God to fix me up and send me on my way. I would rather just be repaired. Thank you very much. But that's not real. It's not real for any of us. None of us have arrived. None of us are at the point. Even if God has brought much healing in our lives in the past, none of us have arrived to the point where we're in need of nothing. We're still human, it's a process. It is the power of God at work in our lives. Healing is a process. And thirdly, healing is a partnership. It is a partnership with God, not because in any way God needs our help. God is not weak. God is not feeble. God knows exactly what he's doing. It's not that he needs our help. No, it's a partnership because God wants our willingness. Our willing participation in the process. God's not going to force healing and repairing on anybody. At the same time, God's not communicating, just sit there and do nothing. No. It's a partnership. God does the work, as only God can do, and at the same time, we work through it. This will become evident. This will become really clear in the next few moments and over the next couple of weeks. That God does the work of healing, but at the same time, we work through it. We work in it. We partner with God in our own healing, the process of our own healing, and experiencing the power of God. You see this time and time and time again all throughout the scriptures. When you see Jesus bringing healing to people, he was looking not for their help, but for their willingness, participation, and partnership in the process of them experiencing the power of God at work in their lives. Let me give you three quick examples. One day Jesus was uh, going through a village, and a desperate father came up to him. A desperate father brought his son to Jesus, who had a lot of issues. A lot of stuff was going on. And the problem that the son had is that all of these symptoms he had was stemming primarily from the fact that he was possessed with an evil spirit. Now, I don't have time to get into all that, and we'll talk about that another time. Yes, that kind of stuff is real. Um, no, it's not something that's just kind of a spooky, you know, fairy tale, make-believe kind of stuff. You know, there is a spirit world. And so, regardless of how you, you want to understand that, this kid had issues. And so the father brought his son. To Jesus. Now, now watch this. This is fascinating to me. And a little encouraging at the same time. The dad looks at Jesus and says, Have mercy on us. And help us if you can. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean if I can? Jesus asked. Jesus said, anything is possible if a person believes. <laughs> watch this. The Father instantly cried out, Oh, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do believe. Um, but help me overcome. My unbelief. Yeah, I would have loved to have been here in this moment, just kind of watching. Can you imagine how and that must have played out, you know? Oh, help us if you can. Can you imagine standing there going, did he just say, help us if you can? Oh, it's getting ready to drop. <laughs> like maybe the first recorded eye roll was right there. <laughs> you know, like, oh my gosh, he did not just say, if you can, to the Son of God, did he? Did he? And Jesus just calmly responds, anything's possible if you believe. Now, I love this. He just called, lovingly called him back. Lovingly, lovingly called him back to the moment. But watch, the dad. The dad was like, yeah. Oh, no, 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 don't get me wrong. Jesus, I believe, but there's a part of me that doesn't. Can you help the part of me that doesn't? Guys, listen, this is so refreshing to me. You know why? Because I can identify with his father. I know what it's like. It's like, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, no, kind of, maybe on good days. Yeah, on bad days, not so much. I, if you, all right, can you take my yes and help me with the no? Right. I do you know what that's like? I know what that's like. I mean, you catch me on a good day, God can do anything. Right. You catch me on a raw day, why is it God doing anything? And watch what Jesus, Jesus healed this guy, okay? Jesus healed this guy's son. And what Jesus was wanting was his imperfect buy-in. Jesus was wanting his imperfect buy-in. Didn't need his help. He wanted his partnership. Wanted him involved in this process. I love that. Uh, let me give you another uh, example. This kind of ties back to something that Pastor Eric Talked about a few weeks ago, and, and when he was speaking and giving this example, I was back there taking notes, and I was just like, oh, this is so good. I want to refer back to this in a few weeks. So here we go. Jesus was getting ready to heal a guy that had been sick for 38 years. 38 years this guy had been sick, wanting Jesus now to heal him. And they had this interaction, and this guy was full of excuses and lots of reasons why it wasn't happening, and Jesus asked him this question. Would you like to get well I mean, you, would, would you, is this what you really want here? Interesting. You know, and I'll, oh, I don't have time to get, you know, into all this psychological stuff, but you know there, there are people that would just rather stay sick. And I'm not, I'm talking just physically. They would just rather wallow in their misery because it's comfortable to them. It's what they know, and they don't want to do the work or participate in a process of getting out of the hell hole that they're in. Sad, isn't it? But I think we've all been there. Will you you want to get well? Would you like to get well? And Jesus healed this guy. But the question invokes his involvement. A partnership of this process of experiencing the power of God. One more example. One day Jesus was walking through town and he went through the area of town where the lepers would hang out. People with leprosy. They kept themselves closed off. They kept themselves isolated because of the disease of leprosy. And back then in the first century in ancient times, that was a, there was only certain parts of town where you could go if you had leprosy. And the fact that Jesus was in those parts of town to begin with tells you a lot about Jesus number one. But that, that's a side note. Jesus is walking down the road and these 10 guys with leprosy, all friends, come up to Jesus and they say, Jesus, could you heal us? Now watch how Jesus responded. It's fascinating to me. He looked at them and said, oh, well, go show yourselves to the priests. He didn't give them an immediate yes. And as they went, as they went to show themselves to the priests, they were cleansed of their leprosy. As they went. This is significant. We don't know if it was 10 yards down the road, 100 yards down the road, 10 minutes down the road, but at some point, they were healed as they went yet another example of there's some type of partnership a willingness that god wants us to participate in this process of us experiencing the power of god in our lives as he repairs us and puts us back together and for most of us that's enough sign me up for that Hey, sign me up for that. I want that. And Maybe some of you are like, I've been asking God and asking God and asking God and begging God. And I've been praying. And some of you are like, I've been believing. I've had, I mean, as much as I possibly can, I've been putting my faith and I believe. And but I, I understand what that father was, was like too. Because I'm like, yes, and then no, and then maybe. And then, oh, I'm just so mixed up here. And I'm just all over the place. But yes, I need God to heal my life, to heal this certain thing in my life, whether it's a relationship or your physical body or your marriage or your finances or you fill in the blank. I need God to bring some repair to me. Well, here's the good news. He will. He will. And in many ways, he is. But you have to understand a couple of contexts. You and I, when we interact with the healing of God, need to understand the difference between now and not yet. Between now and not yet. Because sometimes God brings healing now. In the moment, you're getting ready to experience something miraculous in your life. Other times, you will experience the healing of God not now, but not yet just sometime in the future. It may be not yet, but soon. It may be not yet and a little later on down the road. It could be not yet towards the end of your life. And it may even be not yet, ultimately, not in this life, but in the next. No, 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 just hang with me. Don't get me wrong. Jesus certainly healed now. There were many times when Jesus just walked into a moment and he healed people right in the moment, immediately. The process was quick, it was short, it was to the point, it was a done deal, here we go. Have a nice day. I mean, it was very much like that in in many ways. And here's what you need to be very clear about. God can still heal in that way. Now. I believe it. You know why I believe it? Because I've seen it. I've experienced it. I've seen God bring healing to people and use medicine and doctors to do it. I don't know about you, but you got a headache? Those two little white pills called Tylenol, that is a miracle, brother. Right? That's a miracle. That you could take that, swallow that, and in a few minutes, man, I start feeling better. The miracle of modern medicine, I'm amazed at what God has gifted physicians and scientists and biologists and, and all the people that know all of that fancy stuff that we're constantly discovering how God created the human body. We're constantly discovering, going, oh, that's how he did it. Oh, that's how he did it. Oh, he did that too. Wow, how else all this works together. God often heals using medicine and doctors. But at the same time, I've seen God heal in the now Without medicine, without doctors, or more specifically, when medicine and doctors can only do so much. And they've come to a certain point, and they can't go any further, and I've seen God do miraculous things. And I've heard the doctors say, we can't explain this. We, we don't have an explanation for this. We don't have tests for this. We, we can't really tell you. We're just so thankful that you're doing better. We can't explain it. I've seen it. I've got got stories. I've got so many stories that you don't have time. I I, I just, I can't explain to you what I've seen. And I bet some of you have stories too. I bet you do. And I bet some of you are afraid to tell your stories because you don't want people to think you're nuts. (laughs) And I know there are others of you and maybe you're watching online or one of the other locations, I don't know. And and you're sitting there and you're going, yeah, see, that's where you Christians are fruitcakes. That's where you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, if you can't explain it, I can't believe it. Oh, really? You mean you only only believe and accept what you can explain and understand? Really? No. Because in a few minutes, you're going to go out into the parking lot, and you're going to take a key, and you're going to put it into ignition, and you're either going to turn it or, weirder yet, you're going to push a button. (laughs) What? And you don't have the slightest clue how all that happens. And you will drive that sucker down the road and you don't give a rip as long as it gets you to point A to point B and you look good on the way. Right? You don't care. Now, just think about it. There are very few of us in this room or watching online, there are very few of us, and there are some, but there are very few of us that can adequately explain how an engine works and how all of that process works. Most of us are just happy to be on the journey. We don't care. We just know it works. You accept things you can't explain and you don't understand all the time. So don't give me that mess. Well, if I can't explain it, I can't accept it. That's ridiculous. By the way, don't you want to believe in a God that at some point you can't understand and can't explain? Wouldn't you want your God to be so big and so magnificent that your finite brain can't contain him? I sure hope you need a God that big. Because if I could fully explain everything God does and doesn't do, and you could fully explain all God does and doesn't do, that would make us just as much God as he is. And we ain't. So God, Jesus heals now. Make no mistake, he still does in ways I can't explain. But this is very important, extremely important. When he doesn't heal now, God brings his healing. Not yet. Maybe not yet, a little bit later. Maybe not yet a few years down the road, and the process is going to be longer than you want and longer than you hope, but God will give you grace and strength to endure the process until the not yet becomes now, or it might be that not yet is not in this life at all. Now see, that's where you lose me, because I want now. I want now. That's what I signed up for. I'm with you. That's what I want too. That's what I want too, and God can certainly do that. But here's what you need to know. All of the people that Jesus healed, get this. A lot of times we don't think about this. All of the people that Jesus healed, like blind people now they can see, uh, deaf people can hear, crippled people can walk. All these people that Jesus healed in the first century eventually got sick and died. Eventually something bad happened to them and they died. So all these people who experienced healing in the now also had to grapple with the not yet. Because they all eventually died. Even Lazarus, the one dude that Jesus raised from the dead, eventually got sick and died or got hit by a camel or something. He died. He died. Can you imagine? If you're Lazarus, you're like, oh, no, not again. Come on, where's Jesus? Right? This is such a bummer. I've been down this road before, and I don't think it's going to end this way again. Right? We laugh. It's good to laugh. But all of the people that experienced the now healing of Jesus also had to wrestle with the not yet. They all died again. They all died. They all got sick again. And still there are many of us, many of us, many of you. You're struggling. And you're hoping. And you're suffering. Because healing has not come now. You're in that that difficult world of not yet. And I believe most of us are in the world of not yet. You say, well, that's a cop-out. No, it's not. It's reality. And then, listen, there's so much mystery around this. There's so much mystery around what goes in the category of now and who and when gets to experience healing now, and there's mystery between that and when healing is delayed until not yet. And I don't understand that, and God doesn't tell us He doesn't tell us. And there's so much I don't understand about who gets to experience this and who has to experience this and and when the not yet is going to become the now and how long not yet is. And I I don't get all that. God doesn't tell us all that, but it's still a tension that all of us live in. And the sooner we accept it and understand that context, the better we'll be able to see and experience how God is healing us. Paul put it like this to encourage some first century Christians in the city of Corinth. This is the way he said it. And you see hints of now and not yet in this. I love it. He said, therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. Some of you feel like you're wasting away. Yet inwardly, something's going on. Yet inwardly, we're being renewed. Day by day, something's happening. I I can't explain it. I can't put my finger on it. But I know while all hell is breaking loose in my life and and, and I'm wasting away and, and things aren't going good around me, something's happening in me, something God is bringing healing and repairing my heart a little along the way. And then he goes on to describe it like this. He said, our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far Outweighs them all. In other words, he's saying in comparison to what's coming, there's something coming that's not yet. There's a reality we haven't yet experienced. And in comparison to that, what we're going through now is really light and momentary. And I know some of you are like, oh, see, that's where, that's where me and Paul, we don't get you. Know, Paul don't get me. Because, see, there ain't nothing light, ain't nothing momentary, honey, about what I'm going through. <laughs> Paul don't get it. Now, listen, here's the deal. Spend just a little time reading about what Paul went through. And you don't want to touch that. Paul knew suffering. He knew pain. He knew wanting God to bring healing. He knew it. And so if Paul was like, in comparison to the not yet, in comparison to what's coming, what I'm experiencing now is going to be like light and momentary. And then he said it like this. So... We fix our eyes not on what is seen, not on what is just now, not on just what is in front of me that I can understand and put my hands around and put my finger on and explain, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, it's temporary. It's not going to last. No no pain, no brokenness, no amount of needing repair is going to last forever. And what is unseen, what is coming, what is not yet, is eternal. By the way, by the way, okay, nobody's going to get to heaven with complaints. Nobody. Nobody's going to pull Jesus over to the side after a little bit and say, okay, can we have a little chitty chat about this whole not yet thing? I mean, I'm glad to be here, and everything's fine now. As you can see, I'm good. But what was that? (laughs) Oh, The refrain from all of us for all eternity is, whether now or not yet, you have done all things well. God is a healer. So what do we do? What are we to do in the meantime while we're living somewhere between now and not yet? Well, here's what we do. Just real quickly. We are to trust and pray and we are to work and wait. We are to trust and pray and work and wait. When it comes to what we're hoping for happens now, we trust and we pray. We trust because we can't control it. If we could control it, we'd make it happen, right? We wouldn't need God to do anything. We'd just make it happen on our own. But we can't, so we trust. We trust and we pray. We pray and call out to God. Not because we're trying to twist God's arm behind his back and get him to do something he doesn't want to do. Not because we're trying to manipulate God to do something that we want him to do. No, we pray so that we are properly formed in our heart and our mind and our thinking. So that's what a lot of people, that's what we often miss about prayer. Prayer's not trying to just get God to do what we want him to do. It's about us being formed into the kind of person that God is forming us to be. So in the end, we begin to realize that It's not really about all the things around me changing as much as it is what needs to change in me. We trust and pray. We trust and pray. And that's not easy because we want it now. And when we realize it ain't happening now, and we find ourselves in the category of not yet where most of us live, we work and we wait. We work and we wait. And here's this partnership again. What does it look like to work and wait? To do what we can do while we wait on God to do what only God can do. Here's what it looks like. If you're sick, working and waiting while you trust and pray means you're trusting God to bring healing. And in the meantime, you go to the doctor. And you take your meds. Yeah. He's, oh, no, no. See, See, I believe if I have enough faith, I don't... I don't need medicine. Well, you're going to see Jesus before the rest of us. (laughs) Good news. Um, That's unwise. That's unwise. We work and we wait. We work and we wait. Here's what this looks like. When your finances are in need of repair and healing, you don't just sit around in the recliner and go, send me a check. Dear Lord, send a check. No, 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 no. You adjust your budget. You cut back. You get a second job. You go to work. And you pray for a check. You work and wait. When your marriage is falling apart and your relationships need healing, here's what you do. You trust and pray and depend on God to do what only God can do, which is change people. Change that crazy husband. Tra- change that crazy wife, right? Change those kids. Bring change to the people that you need God to bring change to. Only God can do that. But at the same time, you've got to do the work. Go to counseling. Stop being a jerk. Learn to love the way God created you to love. You work and wait. You work while you wait. Does that make sense? And in that process, somehow God heals and repairs and heals and repairs as only he can do as so we trust and pray and we work and we wait. And I've saved the best for last. I've saved the best for last. Aren't you glad? For the child of God, healing is 100% guaranteed. Guaranteed. Either now or now. Or not yet. No question. I can't explain how. I can't explain when. But either now or not yet, you will be healed. You will be repaired. And everything that is broken will be put back together. Either in this life, now, a little bit later, not yet, or ultimately in the life to come. It's coming. Healing is coming. So here's what this means. I want you to let this sink in. Either you're going to be healed or you're going to be healed. Either your problem is going to get solved and if not, if not, your problem is going to get solved. Either things are going to work out and if they don't, things are going to work out. Either things are going to get better for you And if things don't get better for you Just hold on Things are about to get better For you Healing is coming Either now Or not yet But I promise you either way When the not yet becomes now It'll be worth it It'll be worth it So trust and pray And work and wait And let's start right now I want to ask you to close your eyes, and only because I want you to block out everything else and everybody else. And I I want to try to help us create a moment here for just you and your Heavenly Father, you and God. And maybe you don't, maybe this is uncomfortable for you. Maybe you've never experienced anything like this. Maybe you've never prayed before. That's okay. That's okay. I I just want to create some space here for you to say to God what you need to say to God. Because I know you're in need of repair. All of us are. So tell him. Go to him. Tell him you need to experience the power of God in your life and tell him where. Not because he doesn't know, but he wants you to talk to him about it. Tell him that you accept the process. That you'd like for it to be quick because, hey, that's honest. All of us want it quick, Right? We want it now. But ask him to give you strength and grace if it's not yet. And partner with him. Partner with him. Trust and pray. And work and wait. And so I want to kind of give you some moments here in the silence at all of our locations. Let's just kind of take a moment here and pour our hearts out to our Heavenly Father and run to our Father with these things. (laughs) Father, hear our prayers. Father, I don't understand how you can hear all of us at once and miss nothing. It's just who you are. It's what you do. I know that every single one of us would like to sign up for now. What now? There are some people that are tired. They're weary. They're worn out from carrying burdens way too long. Father, give them strength and grace and hope. And if, if healing and repair is going to come now, we're ready. We are ready. And help us to see it. Help us to see it. We don't have to explain it. We don't have to see how you do it. for We just love to experience it because we know you can. And on the other hand, if this is going to be a not yet thing, Father, we need your strength. May we continue to trust you as we call out to you and, and do what you've called us to do and do the work while we're waiting on you to work as only you can. Father, we're your sons and daughters. We come to you, our Father, to heal us. That's who you are and that's what you do. And we thank you for the promise that healing is coming one way of the other we hope for now and we hold on through the not yet by the strength and the power of Jesus amen I hope you're encouraged I hope you leave here filled up a little bit more and I hope you come back next week because what we're going to talk about next week, will take this to a whole new level. We're going to give each other a picture. We're going to, on stage, we're going to kind of create a moment, a, a picture where we can literally kind of get a snapshot of what it looks like when God is putting us back together and God is bringing healing in our lives. And I think a lot of us are going to have like some aha moments where you're like, that makes sense. And I, I never saw this before because a lot of times God is healing us in ways we miss a lot of ways that we don't see and a lot of times we don't understand it but when we know what to look for we can see him at work in our lives so thank you so much for joining us we hope you have a wonderful day and we'll see you next week